Yo, what's up, world? What's up, what's up? This is day 386 of the quarantine. Uh, this is uh, episode 21 of Being Benny. I'm Benny Pitts, a.k.a. Lil Daddy, a.k.a. Lil Nasty, a.k.a. Father to the Unborn Child. We have a spe- very special guest in the building. Well, not really in the building, on, on audio right now. He's Las Vegas on one of the mo- most funniest comedians in the country. Uh, Hell's from Las Vegas. You have seen him on Bill Bellamy, Who Got Jokes. He's been on the uh, ladies night out tour uh, he just wanted a good friend of mine in Las Vegas one of the hilarious comedians give it up for Jay Reed yo uh, yo I'm talking to when I said give it up <laughs> give it up for Jay Reed uh, first of all what, what podcast did I agree to little daddy little nasty I know you got Benny I know you go by all that well, what you said I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> AKA Lil Daddy, Lil Nasty, Lil Trick Trick. Like what? What type of nasty podcast is this that I agreed to? <laughs> you got me on the wrong. Say, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jay Reed. <laughs> hey, what's up, brother? <laughs> Jay Reed. Yo, little trick daddy, little nasty, just <laughs> little ding dong. Like, what is this? <laughs> you wasn't expecting that, huh? No, nah, I was not expecting that one. <laughs> hey, man, how you holding up during this quarantine, man? Man, I am trying. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best that I can. Uh, just got my kids in here every day with me, driving me nuts. <laughs> Wifey. <laughs> You know, so it's, you know, I'm just, I'm hanging, brother. I'm hanging. You are, uh, since I've been in Vegas, I just made uh-huh. two years in Vegas. And I-, I met you when I first came out here. You are a stage whore. Like, you're the type of person, you're on tour a lot. You're touring, right. you're doing your thing. But you're still in these Vegas streets, hitting the mic every, almost damn near every mic, every night. How are you holding up not being able to hit the stage? <laughs> Man, you know, that's probably the worst part for, uh, for me, you know, is not being able to get on stage because that's that's what I love to do. I love to just go into a comedy club and just hearing jokes and, you know, going on stage and just giving, you know, my thoughts to, to, the, to the world, you know what I'm saying, and seeing how they respond to it. So that's the part that's hard for me, just being at home. We got to do stand-up around my kids, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, you think daddy can use this joke? They just looking at you like, I don't they know what you're talking about. I don't know, daddy. <laughs> daddy, I don't have no job. What you talking about all this? All this work-related stuff. I don't know, daddy. <laughs> you know? Uh, man, that is, that's crazy. I think I think a lot of um, comedians are going through withdrawals. And then right now, a oh, lot yeah. of comedians, shout out to Alisa Deek, who started it, which started the, like, the virtual comedy shows. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing from like uh, the feedback from it, a lot of comedians, they're doing it, but they're just not feeling it. You know what I mean? Because it's nothing like a crowd. It's not. You, you know, that crowd give you that immediate reaction to make you feel good about what you're saying. And it's like, you know, you said it online. It's like you just looking at each other. Like, you, know? <laughs> you got one other person over there like, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, it's fake laughs. It's not even real. Real laughs that they giving you, you know. Yeah, they they just trying to give you that that uh motivational laugh. Like, keep going, nigga. Give me a happy face if you like that joke. Like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a weird time, man. That's why I'm reaching out to people, reaching out to comedians and stuff. I want to ask you this, uh, Jay. We got you on the podcast, man. Mm-hmm. I am a fan, bro. I think you are hilarious. How did Jay Reed start comedy? 
How did I start comedy? Um, you know, I graduated high school not knowing what I wanted to do. I went end up going into the army. Okay. Uh, went to basic training and you know just I you know I hated basic training. So when I came back after you know because I only went reserve, so you know I did all my training. I had to come back home for the job that I picked. But uh, mm-hmm. you know when I came back home, I I started doing stand up. I started going to an open mic and just you know getting on stage and telling jokes, and I fell in love with it. What makes you what, what makes you go to an open mic? Did anybody was you like the funny guy growing up or? Yeah, I was always a funny guy growing up, but uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, and she'd be like, "Yeah, you so funny. Have you ever thought about doing stand up?" I'm like, "Yeah, I thought about it." She's like, "You should go do it." So she kind of you know pushed me to do it, and I went on stage, and I fell in love that that night. Man, were you good? Did you bomb? Or oh, I like- bombed definitely. I was definitely bombed. <laughs> Terrible. You remember your first joke? Uh, yeah, it was about Butterbean, man. It wasn't even a joke. It was just, I, I mean, I thought it was a joke what at the, the time. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. You know? What? Yeah. Uh, do you remember Butterbean, the little white boxer, the, the big dude? Big fat Butterbean, was it Um, the, the dude with the muscles, right? No, he had no muscle. He didn't have not a muscle on his body. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> big muscle. <laughs> so you... It was a big fat white guy. He used to wear the uh, American flag trunks, and he used to whoop people ass. Like he was a big out of shape dude whooping people that's in shape ass. <laughs> Damn! And, and you did a joke about that? <laughs> yeah, I used to, I used to do this joke about Butterbean. Like, hey man, hey, Butterbean, you see this big white guy Butterbean whooping everybody? Man, I wish you could fight Mike Tyson. If he fought Mike Tyson, he'd get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that joke will kill online. <laughs> on, on the, online. <laughs> give, me, give me a smiley face if you like that joke. <laughs> now give me a smiley face. <laughs> Yo. Now put my now if you like that joke, uh cash at me. <laughs> cash at me at Everybody. No, cash at me at Lil Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Nasty, aka Big Dirty, aka <laughs> Yo, that is my mouth. <laughs> so when did you when did you get good? When did you was like, okay, I got this? You mean like that confidence? Yeah, yeah. Well, like comedy. You doing comedy? Okay, you bombed on your first night. You fell in love with it. You bombed, but fell in love with it. Yeah, well, you know, at, at that at that point, you know, you still learning. So you having good shows and bad shows. You know, you right. taking your licks. You know, yeah. um, some shows it's like I have like a, a streak of like five good shows and then I hit a bad show and it's like what just happened? It's like it make you question: Do I still want to do it? Right. Yeah, so every comedian goes through that. It's just about you know the love for, that you have for comedy. It's like if that love is there, if that passion is always there, then you're gonna be true to the game. You're gonna want to go want to go get on stage. You want to you know hit every stage you can and and go to all these different cities and. You know, sleeping shit most hotels or whatever. Wow, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. done doing it as long as you, but I've I've, I've experienced that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every community is going to experience it. If you really love this, you're going to have to do that because that's just a part of of growing in comedy. You know, you're going to have to take your licks. You're going to have to do things. Some promoters didn't know. even give us the uh, the hotels. <laughs> right. <laughs> if they don't know you, they don't want to spend money on you, and invest in you like that. If you're not going to bring anything to the table for them, so I, yeah. you know. As, Young comedians, you don't really understand it sometimes, but you know, as you get older, as you as you learn the game, you know, you understand those type of things, and it's like, you know, you you build from there. Nah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So you said building your confidence in. Um, now, 
now you said you was doing it. You said at first you did five bad shows, a good show, five bad shows, a good show. Did you learn more from when a from a bad show than when you ripped? Because you know when you rip, you feel like you you but, butterbean man. <laughs> you feel like you whooping everybody, <laughs> knocking everybody up. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like little dirty, like you little dirty, little me, little meat me. Like you with you. <laughs> no yeah, boy, when you got a hot show going. <laughs> but when you bomb, it's not like a good bomb though. Get you back hungry again. Let you know you ain't shit. It, humbles, it does it, it humbles you. It humbles you because it's like anybody could get got. Like to this day, like Kevin Hart to tell you, you know, that he he'll still have bad shows when you're just trying out new material because you don't know if it's if it's there, you don't know if it's gonna make people laugh. It might make you it might make you laugh, but you know, everybody, everybody's not going to laugh at this joke that you're trying to create that you don't know, you know, where it's going to go yet sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that. that's the thing about comedy. You can't be afraid to just try new things and, and put it yeah. out. Sometimes it's scary for me that the, the, I like to go to my trusty Rusty. Like, okay, I got this 15. I've been working. It yeah. took me five years to get this, get this solid 15. But uh, trying some new shit, that's, that's real. That's scary for me. Yeah, well, it's scary for all of us, but you gotta, you gotta still go out there. Like Steve Harvey said, you gotta jump sometimes. Sometimes you gotta jump off that ledge and see if you can fly. Because mm. you never, you never know if you don't jump. You never you know, know if you're gonna be a little nasty or a little meat. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yo, do you, your mama. <laughs> do you remember your first first big break? Uh, my first big break was a show. On BET, I did. It was like a little comedy competition called uh, "Coming to the Stage." Oh, okay. I, know, I do remember that. You, I don't know if you remember little uh, the little kid named Lil JJ. He, he, Lil JJ, yeah. Yeah, big JJ now. <laughs> big JJ now, yeah. <laughs> but uh, little the man on Showtime Apollo, like he went he used to go on Showtime at Apollo and rip. Well, well, but he he got Showtime uh, Showtime at the Apollo from coming to the stage because he was like wow. a little phenomenon is like little 11 year old kid doing stand-up comedy and it was like oh my god he's so cute and all that type of stuff so okay i went in so i was on that show and you know that I, when i was on that show i got some of the best advice uh the best advice that i've ever gotten in my life and that was from Anthony brown he told me he was like you know always stay true to the craft always do it for the love because if you do it for the love the money will come the money will follow so never try to chase the money and never try to Chase the fame of it, or the women and the parties and all of that. Just be true yeah. to the game. Be true to the the art of stand up, and all of that will just come your way. And that's the mm -hmm. truest. I think that's the truest uh, uh, advice that I've ever gotten in my life. Mm. Well, you you are like a real student of. You love stand up, dog. Like I even do. when you out on the road. I be seeing your Instagram. You be like, in, I don't know, like West Bumblefuck. The next day, you be at the LA Comedy Club, and you at Melvin Room, and you at this bar. I was like, damn, this this nigga's out every night. Like, do you still love it just as much as you loved it back then? Oh yeah, especially now not being able to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I, I still love it. I'm, you know, it's just it's in me, man. It's like that's my life. That's my my career. That's my the the art that I love. You know, I love that. Like, I'm a basketball fanatic. I love basketball, but, you know, the comedy side of it is, like, I love that even more in basketball. And it's, like, you know, that's just a burning desire inside of me. Wow, that's so dope.
Uh, you said something about the best advice you ever got was from J. Anthony Brown. He said, stay true to uh, who you are. What would you tell a comic right now in the quarantine? How would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Uh, <laughs> Good luck, David. Good luck. <laughs> Nigga, we all out here struggling. <laughs> come, up, come up with a new stage name, Lil Meat Meat. <laughs> Lil Meat Meat. <laughs> come up with a stage name and start stripping. Stop doing hey. right now. Hey, Jerry, at least I'm trying, dog. <laughs> I'm in the quarantine getting creative. <laughs> yeah, so that's what you would say to somebody in the quarantine? Not, right now, I, that's what I would say, yes. Go get a stripper, yeah. <laughs> you better work on your meat swinging, your meat swinging act. <laughs> what if, what if this is the future of stand-up, doing it virtually? We're, 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 what's going to happen with Jerry? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna, little, you're gonna be little. You're gonna be little. Meet me. <laughs> I'm gonna be. That's what I'm gonna be. Tossing <laughs> my meat around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think the quarantine has showed us this. So uh, I know right now in the game, social media and the internet is a big presence. It's almost like you have to get popping on there to really get people to get your fans and get people to start following you. But I think quarantine and being on lockdown showed us how important stand-up comedy really is though yeah yeah and that's why i i think that you know everything is going to be okay with with stand-up comedy i mean it's nothing like that art form of going to a a, a room where there's a a lot of people in there that you could socialize with have a drink with and then someone comes on stage and is able to just take you out of a place that you like, it might be a negative place that you came there for. You mm-hmm. might be going through it at work. You might be going through it with your husband or your wife yeah. or your kids, and then you can come up, come there to just release all of that by laughing. That can't be replaced to me. So mm. I think that there's always going to be a space for comedy for for stand up comedy. And when all this gets sorted out, where we can you know come together and be in large groups again, it'll be you know it'll grow to what it was when we left it. That's what I believe. Man, that's so dope. No, um, would never die. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Jay Reed, what but you've been doing comedy how long? How long? Like 15, 16 years? Uh six uh, almost 17 years. Almost 17 in oh, July. Wow. So you started what, 19? Mm-hmm. Wow. So mm-hmm. what would the uh this Jay Reed right here in the quarantine with the Wolverine beard? I've seen your videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I look home. I'm about to start calling you Lil Beard Beard. Yeah, <laughs> Lil Beard Beard. Lil Wolverine. Call me Lil Wolverine. Lil Wolverine. <laughs> what would Lil Wolverine <laughs> say to the young J. Reed at 19? You sure you want to do this shit, man? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I asked, I think I asked Scroncho that question. Scroncho said, uh, quit, nigga. Quit while you can. <laughs> no, nah, it, it's. You know, I, I wish, you know, I just, there's certain things about my craft. Of course, yeah, man, I wish this would have happened or that would have happened. But, I mean, I've always loved the journey that I've had, that I've been on. So, um, I appreciate the journey. So, I think that's what I would tell them, you know, my 19-year-old self. If I can go back then and say, hey, I would say, hey, just appreciate the journey that you're, you're getting ready to go on because it's going to be a hell of a one. And it's going to continue to grow, you know, just as, as years go by, you're going to continue to be blessed with certain things if you always be true to your craft and you always put God first. He'll bless man, you so and he'll provide you'll provide every, your, your every need and your path. Man, that's so real. Uh, 
you gave me that advice outside of LA Comedy Club. We was out there joining and we was talking. Mm-hmm. And I was going through my little one of my little things because you know I'm I moved here from Atlanta and you know right. Atlanta is one of them heavy, heavy, heavy comedy cities. Mm-hmm. And I start having, you know, you start having thoughts like, damn, man, my boys start getting on wild and out. And this right. man, I was just like, man, maybe if I didn't make this move, I would be here or this, this, and that. And I start like, man, maybe I shouldn't have moved to Vegas. But you know what I'm saying? Just in my own head mm-hmm. a little bit. He was like, nah, bro, you here for a reason. He was like, you got you to gotta trust your journey. You got to trust yeah. your Because it's yours. Yeah. It's like everybody's, everybody has their own journey. You're going to see all your friends. You know, this friend's gonna get on that. This that friend's gonna get on this, and you're gonna feel like, oh, I'm stuck in this place. A place I'm not doing what they're doing or whatever. But you don't know what those those friends are going through to get into that position. You don't know yeah, what they're facts. going through, and you don't know what's about to come on that journey. That could be a bad move that they made. It could be a good move that they made, but you just never yeah. know. So it's yeah. like you got to stay focused on what you're doing and be in competition with yourself. You know, always want to create for you and, and be better for yourself. And that's when that I became yeah. That's when you became a little nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you you see, you didn't even know you inspired it, Jerry. When you told me that, I said, you know what? I'm a little nasty. <laughs> Yo, bro, I'm not gonna hold you too too long. I, I do want to touch on one of my favorite comedians in the world is uh Bill Bellamy. Uh the reason why. Uh, Bill Bellamy let me open up for him like six years ago, and I bombed tremendously. Well, but I last. never forget. <laughs> Bill don't forget nothing. That's it. That's gonna be the last time. <laughs> hey, you know what he told me too. This yeah. is way before a little nasty. He was like, uh, he was like, don't fuck up my show, little nigga. And I immediately got scared, bro. I knew I, I was gonna. Said, I thought he was. Said, hey man, you gonna become a stripper one day? You gonna? <laughs> <laughs> Bill told me that a long time ago when I opened. <laughs> Bill seen my potential. That's what it was. <laughs> you know what your name should be, Lil <laughs> <laughs> But um, he gave me the best advice. He said, yeah. "As being a comic, you want to be the guys, the guy that everybody want to be, and mm-hmm. be the guys that all the girls want." And yeah. that, that, and at that moment, I was forming into being a little nasty. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Just, uh, I guess I touched on all that to say, uh, how how was that experience being on tour with Bill and the Ladies Night Out tour with Ali Sadiq, you, D-Lay? Y'all had a whole rock star team, yeah. bro. Yeah, I mean, it's a great experience. I mean, those are my brothers to this day. Um, they going to be my brothers. It's like, you know, you learn so much from all of those guys. You know, Bill, of course, is the legend on the team. You know, every one that, uh, that, you know, the how to miss the how to be a player and all that. So, yeah. Uh, we all just complement each other very well because we all have our you know own unique style, but it's you know still a fly little style. Everybody kind of fly in their own little way. Yeah. You know? So it just it just worked for everybody, and it got and I got had the, I had the chance to be able to you know work on the road every single night, you know, with some monsters on that stage. So it forced me to be better in my craft because I know the competition that I was going up against. Nigga, so I'm D-Lay and Ali like, Sadiq, like, man, almost, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, so it's like, I'm an alpha male, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to let these dudes, you know, show me up and, you know, make me look like I'm the weakest link or nothing. So, you know, of yeah. course, we go out there every night and get my all and be at my best every single night. Wow, that's so dope. That mm-hmm. is so dope. Especially to see, like, a bunch of comedians, which uh, comedy can be very competitive. Yeah, man. 
come out there and rock out. And y'all, even to this day, y'all family. And I just, I admire that. That's just from yeah. me to you just saying, yo, I admire it. I saw y'all did the, uh, um, did like a, a like a, a reunion a couple of weeks mm-hmm. back. And it's just so dope, man. I admire that. Bill's always one of my favorite comedians. Just, just really dope. So just giving a shout out. Yeah, man. Shout out to those dudes, man. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, I have to ask you this. You're a comedian, so I ask every comedian this that comes on uh, this podcast. Um, I need to know your top five comedians, dead or alive. In any order, or in, in no particular order. And I, uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a six man coming off the bench. Okay, of all time. Now, now it doesn't have to be mainstream. Like, uh, so I asked a couple of comedians on the show, and it was like, you know what, Benny? I know people are gonna be like Eddie Murphy. Yes, sir. He's like. One person was like, yo, my grandmother, my auntie. That's the funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever inspired. So this is your five. Peter. Of all time. Of all time. Richard Pryor. That's, okay. that's the GOAT. Eddie that's Murphy. Goat. Eddie Murphy. Uh, Dave Chappelle is on there. Okay. Um, Chris Rock. Okay. Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Woo, okay. Mm-hmm. So is that five right there? That's five. Okay, and uh, if I give you a six man coming off the bench, coming off the bench, uh, six man coming off the bench. Uh, I'm gonna put me on there. <laughs> I'm coming oh, off the boom. bench. I'm <laughs> coming <laughs> off that bench. <laughs> Little Wolverine. <laughs> Little Wolverine. <laughs> As you look, meet me is on my is next to <laughs> And if you had a seven, seven man, man. he coming off the bench naked. <laughs> little me, little me. Now I gotta argue with you about this. You said sure. that you think LeBron is the greatest. I'm a I'm a basketball basketball no. fanatic myself. <laughs> yeah, and I had to I had to uh, to me just to me. Kobe is the greatest player of all time. See, I love Kobe, but I can't give him the greatest player because he took somebody <laughs> else's identity. He's he's oh, he's, Jordan. he's Jordan. Yeah, he. I mean, he mimicked Jordan. He tried to be Jordan. So I can't give you greatest of all time. Now, but, all, but all the greats borrowed though. All the greats. I don't know, but you don't mimic a, a, one particular dude. Like all the greats take from each other. They take you know certain parts of their game. Like he's the exact same player. Like there's a there's a, a video on the uh, internet right now. He take every single shot that Jordan takes the same exact way that Jordan did. He's yeah, like, just, just thinking out the the tongue. He had to right. definitely pick up all his cadences, like certain things he do. Nah, <laughs> he's great. I mean, because his work ethic and you know the mentality that he has and all that. Mm-hmm. He said that's from Jordan. Also, he said that himself. You know, but, you know, he never changed the game for me. When I when I think of greatest of all time, how you change the game? Like LeBron has changed the game in his generation. Michael Jordan changed the game in his generation. changed the game in his generation. You don't you uh, don't feel like Kobe changed the game in no, his generation. No. But I feel like this, which which Kobe and LeBron is uh, almost in the same generation, almost maybe a couple of genera- uh, not generations, a couple of years apart. Mm-hmm. I feel like this Michael Jordan didn't play against superstars every night. No, that's that's uh, that's a that's true right there. That's, he was playing oh, against white dudes and Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I said this to someone because, you know, the Jordan fans, like, they're crazy. This Jordan, they people forget that Jordan didn't didn't win anything before Scottie Pippen got there. And they yeah. also forget, you know, when he came, he did come back and play for the Washington Wizards. He did have two years with the Wizards that he was just total trash. So it's like they okay. just wiped that off of his resume. Like, that doesn't happen. 
Yeah. Like it never ever happened, you know. So it's like it's like okay, you got to factor those those part of. of but that was years. old Jordan. That was retired coming back. But he he shouldn't have came. He shouldn't have came back there. That's still. <laughs> He was trying to be little. He was trying to be little Mimi. Yeah, he was trying. <laughs> but he should have just stayed retired if he wanted to, you know, be looked at like that, like the final shot. Everybody said, "Oh my God, that's the greatest shot. It's the final shot." It's not the final shot because he played for two more years after that. It's the final I, shot. I think it was just the com- competitive, co- competitive spirit in him couldn't give up the game. That's what I think. Uh, okay, but so, <laughs> so we're supposed to just wipe away. Two years of your career just because you was you know just because you have a competitive spirit, it's like are you yeah. that was, yeah. like okay because we I mean we count everything against LeBron when we go when we having the whole goat debate we say oh my yeah. god look what he did when he was uh when he, his first year when he lost against Dallas and all that but what happened after he lost against Dallas he never started losing ever again he was in the finals eight straight times after that <laughs> oh, you did put I will say this I'm a LeBron fan too uh, Kobe number one but you did put up a good point. When you said LeBron didn't even stay with the same team, he went to Miami, won championships. He went there. Yeah, he and so he won he he, one in LA and be the first player ever to win a championship with three different teams. Like, yeah. That's never been done before. So it's like, how can you say that that's not great? Like everybody said, oh, Jordan stayed with one team. He didn't. He played for the Washington Wizards. He did. Stay no, he actually, he actually went to Birmingham and played baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> He was in the minor leagues too. You ever got <laughs> How do you go from being the biggest basketball player in the world to go playing in the minor leagues? <laughs> Yo, this Jordan documentary took us on so many different. <laughs> <laughs> like people forget all of this. It's like it just don't make any sense. It's like LeBron, everything he does is wrong. It's like oh my god, you would never be Jordan. It's like he's showing you that he's doing stuff that Jordan hasn't even done. It's like how could you say that he can he? You can't never be Jordan. Now, but you would take Knicks, you would now, take that's a whole different thing. You know, you would take LeBron over Kobe. Clutch. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about game seven, four seconds on the clock. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to get a ball. Game winning shot. You going with you going with LeBron before you go with Kobe. I'm giving the ball over LeBron over Kobe and Michael Jordan because it's fact my, that LeBron James has more game winning shots. Think Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant as of right now. That's a fact. I, I'm, I, matter of fact, after we get off this, I'm gonna I'm Google that because I, I don't know. I gotta see Google the that. Go ahead, and Google that. <laughs> I want you to Google in the first way. Once you Google that, I want you to text me, Jay. You're right. You know your basketball because I know what I'm talking about. So that's why I'm more thinking, but, more game winners than Kobe. Has, I don't know. More game, more game winners than Kobe Bryant, and he has more game winners than Michael Jordan. That's fact. So mm-hmm. this whole notion that LeBron is not clutch is like I don't even know where this comes from. But no, because I think they 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 now nah, they are very hard on LeBron. They hard on LeBron because they don't want see. I think the problem with our society when they when they hold somebody as king or the goat or in a, they don't want it to be a new goat or be the new king. So mm-hmm. they don't want LeBron to take the title. Right now, now they judging him when he was young and he used to miss a lot of. But he got better. LeBron is like the Magic Johnson of this time. He can play he any position everybody on the court. Right, he yeah, can. He, he can play any position. So I agree with you on that, but I'm, I'm not taking LeBron over Kobe, though. I just <laughs> What makes Kobe go to you? Like, like, nobody, nobody came on the court and demanded that type of, I don't know, man. 
it's just <laughs> what depending on what <laughs> just that that presence <laughs> like I mean cold. Michael Jordan did it Michael Jordan was punching people he demanded <laughs> 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 bitches and hoes <laughs> Oh well, Michael, Michael Jordan was just an abuser. <laughs> hey, you see one nigga on the um documentary started saying he was so mean to me and started crying. I'm like, damn, he had these niggas. <laughs> Scott Burrell. Yeah, niggas shook. He did. <laughs> I don't so, know, man. I just I need I to know why Kobe. I know I need to know why Kobe is the best to you. Uh Kobe is the best to me because I feel like uh what he brought to the game, uh it's not about scoring. It's not about being a scorer. I feel like what Co- what Kobe. You said what? what? I said that's all it was about. What Kobe was scoring? No, no, no. I'm just saying what he brought to the game. I just feel like can't be duplicated. Now maybe LeBron has the most shots. Maybe LeBron is a scoring. No, see, that's the thing. He doesn't have more shots. He <laughs> see, and that's that makes him better, right? That like LeBron has has more points than Kobe Bryant and. Michael Jordan right now, and he's did it. He's done it on less shot attempts. He's just more efficient. Okay, you you need a job at ESPN. So <laughs> that's what we learned. Today. That's I'm giving. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't know why people are saying all this about Jordan. Like he, it took Jordan like two thousand more shots to, to make the points that he made. It was it okay. This what, I guess 000? the point what I'm trying to make is okay. Nobody can take away how great Allen Iverson is. Right. So it's kind of I'll put. Kobe had like one of those things of maybe he didn't have as much points scored as uh Jordan or 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 Kobe, but like that was like a one man machine. He was bro, he was a monster on that court. Yeah, but he had to be. He had no other scoring around him. Kobe had teammates, he just wouldn't pass the ball because he wanted to be good. <laughs> like it Kobe was Detroit Pistons versus Allen Iverson by himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but man, we could agree to disagree. I wanted to throw in like a a, a sports question because you know, yeah. following you and seeing what you do, I know you like a sports fanatic. You crazy about basketball, so I just crazy wanted to throw that. Uh, yeah. I, I still can't. I, Kobe number one, dog. Kobe's the goat. You know, I get it. I, I I know that you grew up on Kobe. That was your. Generation. I grew up on Kobe. That's my generation. See, yeah. I'm thirty. So, so when when him and Shaq did the 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 back to back, and you know when he was winning all the championships, that was my childhood. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that's I don't know. Cause when I when I was growing up, Kobe was the guy, man. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I get it. I, I get it. You don't know better, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're gonna end this on we're gonna agree to disagree. <laughs> so uh Jay Reed, before I let you go, man, I I gotta ask you this. Today is May 20. What is today? today? May 20th? 20th, 20th, yeah. 20th. So today is May 20th. Um 2020, 2020 has been one head of a year. No pun intended. Yes, it has. Uh, if I can, I, I am a genie. Not for real, though. But I'm a genie. I can grant you Is one. You know I'm a genie. Hey, man. I'm just trying to make it work in the quarantine. You get one wish, man. What would it be? One wish. Uh, you get one wish. One shot. Man. If I had one wish... If I had one wish, okay. Uh. If, I'm, if I'm a genie, you are R&B singer. <laughs> uh, so if I had one wish, I honestly I would wish that everybody in the world had. Damn, I can. Can I get two wishes? No, nigga, it's only one. <laughs> that, that, that All right, I'm gonna do two wishes wrapped up in the one. All right. <laughs> 
it's, it's your world right now, nigga. <laughs> um, no, I would want. I just would want health and strength for everybody, and for everybody to have, you know, money or you know that. Um, just have enough enough of everything to be able to feed their family and never want for anything. As far as you know, it, I'm, I'm saying that as far as like maybe money. If you know it costs money, you, you need you need money to, for everything for food. Mm-hmm. For shelter and all of that, I just wish everybody had an un- unlimited supply of food, of money to be able to provide all of those, all those things for their family That's and have real. health and strength. That's what yeah, I would. Um, do you think the world will be a better place if, if you put us all on the even playing field, like equality? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, racism and all that is is because someone thinks they're superior mm-hmm. than the other. So that's why we mm-hmm. even have racism. So. If we all was on the equal playing field, I think the world would be a lot better because no one would see race or color or anything like that. They would just see mm. one person. Man, that is so dope, man. That's a great wish. I was gonna name this episode uh Lil Meet Me, but I'm gonna name it equal- <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna name this episode equality. <laughs> uh, man, Lil Meet Me have a better name. <laughs> you might you know what? I might still name it Lil Meet Me. <laughs> you might get more views on that one. <laughs> yeah, they're going to think, oh, look at these niggas trying to be all inspirational. What is it about where com- they don't want comedians to be inspirational? We just got to be a one-trick pony. They want, they want controversy. <laughs> want that controversy. Yeah, my man. Hey, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Second time out today, no problem, man. Brother. No problem. Any hey, Jay Reed, I'll see you soon in these streets. God bless you and your family, man. I'll see man, you, you too, brother. Talk to you.